So, the big question is this. How are ambitious people like us, who don't have a lot of resources, did not go to Ivy League colleges, were not born into wealth, how do we become resourceful enough? Use our creativity, our dedication, and a little bit of crazy to bootstrap our way to realizing our dreams. Whether it is launching a new company, launching a new app, or making it to the top of the corporate ladder. That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. Hi, and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams Show. I'm your host, Manu Jagarwal. And today we will be talking with John Voltaire Castellano, who is present here today to guide us through the topic of how to increase your value in the marketplace. So, hi, Manu. Great to be hi. here. Hi, how are you? We're excited to have you here. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So John uh, is Yelp's number one writing tutor in New York, and he has uh, consented uh, graciously to guide us uh, through his process and how he uh, marketed himself on a budget and uh, got to the top of the list in Yelp. Um, so he obviously knows a lot about uh, marketing. So um, Kessler, uh, John, uh, we are eager to learn about your journey and how you got started. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your background and experience and how you got it, uh, got started in this, uh, in this field of, uh, tutoring. Thank you. Well, um, I'm a high school English teacher. I've been teaching for 18 and a half years. Yeah. Um, I have a family, I have three kids and I'm trying to, uh, obviously make as much money as I can to support my family and I. And, uh, what happened was there came a point where I was working so much overtime. I said, you know, it's, uh, I need to increase my value. I can't, there's only so many hours in a day. Yeah. So I knew that the, the tutors made more money than the teachers and the SAT tutors made more money than the teachers. And I did very badly on the SAT. Wow. Uh, I, I got like an 850, the high score is 1600. Wow. You get an 850. It's like, you know, you, you don't belong in a two year college. Okay. So anyway, uh, I got decent grades. I got into a decent college. I became a teacher and um, I, I worked overtime in my school, but I tried to become an SAT tutor, uh-huh. but no one would hire me. No one would hire me because they always asked, well, what score did you get on the SAT? And I just said, oh, I didn't do very well. So there came a point where I said, okay, I have to have, I've had enough. Um, what do I have to do to get a higher score in the SAT? So I bought an SAT book. I studied it. And I took the SAT again at 33 years old. Wow. And uh, even though I was a teacher with two master's degrees teaching uh, 10 years or so, mm-hmm. I couldn't, uh, I, I did poorly on the SAT still. Wow. And what I did was I used a technique that I used throughout high school and college that I took a practice test. I reviewed it by myself and uh, I aimed to improve the next day. Mm-hmm. So I kept improving and improving on my practice tests. I took the SAT again at the age of 30. I did pretty well. Um, it was good enough to get me a job as an SAT tutor okay. um, at, a, at a Korean school. The Koreans, they, uh, they open up their own schools. They're, old, they're called hagwans. Okay. And that's part of the reason that Korean students are so successful. They go from school to school to violin practice to sleep and just to repeat it all uh, for years and years. So I got this job. I'm tutoring. I'm teaching SAT to students. Uh-huh. And what happens when you teach something, you also learn it. Mm-hmm. So as I taught the SAT, I got better at it. Needless to say, these students would probably do yeah, better yeah. than I did on the SAT. But 
I had the job. I worked there for a year. And it was great. There came a time when uh, the principal of the school said, hey, you know, I, I kept my full time. I never let go of my full time. But my, the principal of my part time job said, hey, look, you know, we might have to let you go. There's low enrollment. And I said, OK, well, you know, I understand. And um, they let me go. I took the SAT again. And at that time, there was three sections. There was reading, writing and math. And I did very, very well in the writing, like top 99 percent. Uh, and uh, at that point, I said, you know what, if they're charging X amount and I tutor the kid and they get half, why don't I just tutor to find the kids myself and just charge them, you know, whatever the school's charging. Mm -hmm. So I went out to market myself. I, I've been reading business books for a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, I, I learned about a niche market. Okay. And if you're good at everything, you're good at nothing. Yeah. So I said, okay, I am going to set out to be the number one writing tutor in New York City. So I Googled writing tutor in New York City, and there wasn't that many. Then I went on Yelp.com, which many people around the world go. They trust for restaurant reviews and tutor reviews and plumbing. And I Googled writing tutor in New York City. Mm -hmm. And I think the top one was like some test prep place that had like three five-star reviews. Yeah. So I set up a website, MrWritingTutor.com, and uh, – it's, I set it up on Vistaprint once, I fixed it up twice, I switched it over to Squarespace once, I switched it over a fourth time. So this just goes to show for you listening out there that you're always constantly improving. You're always trying to show that you're more valuable than another person. Sometimes you go to a restaurant website, they haven't updated and the prices are wrong since, you know, three years ago. Yeah. So I'm constantly updating my website on MrWritingTutor.com. And then what happened after I got that is I went on Yelp.com. And uh, I applied. Now, let me tell you how I got on Yelp. Um, I made some mistakes. I know uh, some, uh, one of, some of your listeners want to learn about setbacks. Yeah. Uh, one mistake I made was paying for advertising That's because good. I was a writing tutor. And I said, okay, if I advertise, everybody will see me. So I went to a local parent magazine. I paid uh, about $250 a month to have my name up there, MrWritingTutor.com, my face, number one writing tutor. And... Uh, I got zero people from it. <laughs> the whole year for that, running that advertisement, I got zero people. I did the same thing this year in a, in a school newspaper. I got zero people from that. But the first time I applied to that, I applied to advertising that magazine. The woman who called me said, look, when we run this ad, you better set up your website. You better set up your Yelp site. And I said, Yelp, I can have a Yelp site. She's like, yeah, you're going to be a, you're going to be in business. And once people see your name in advertising, they check your website and they check your Yelp site. So I checked, I created a Yelp site in addition to my website. And I told uh, all my former students and anybody who I tutored in the past, I said, Hey, I advertised on Facebook. I said, if I helped you in the past, if I did anything, please leave me a good review on Yelp. Mm -hmm. And about 20 people left it and Yelp found five of them as uh, credible because if you, uh, if a person writes a five-star review one time on Yelp, they're, they're very suspicious because they're saying, okay, it's only a friend. But if someone's a Yelper, as they call it, and someone is always leaving reviews on Yelp, they tend to trust that person. So like I said, I got like 21 reviews. Yelp probably included like four. But I'm now ranked as the number one writing tutor in New York City. And, you know, just between you and I and your speakers, it's one of the reasons is I'm the only writing tutor in New York City, or at least the only writing tutor who knows how to market himself as a writing tutor. I, I, hopefully I cornered that niche in New York City. That's awesome. That's a great story. Um, Thank you. So 
So did you know anything about my, so, you know, you, you said that you've been reading a lot of business books, but uh, seems like, uh, you know, through a lot of experimentation, you arrived at this, uh, at this juncture, but did you know any, anything specific about marketing or did you get any training in marketing uh, before this? The only training I got is books. Uh, my whole life story is reading books and learning because, look, uh, I'm very frugal. Mm-hmm. I like to save my money. <laughs> That's why, you know, that advertising, you know, it kills me sometimes. Yeah. But whenever I want to learn something, it getting a, a personal coach is very, very expensive. Yeah. So uh, to learn all I could about sales, I, uh, I read a bunch of books on sales. Mm-hmm. I can... Um, I have a, I have another name. My other name is Enrique Voltaire. Uh, it all started with one day I was 23 years old, like many other young guys. Mm-hmm. I was looking for a girl to date. Mm-hmm. I couldn't date up to that point. Uh, you know, I'm a short guy. I'm Filipino living in uh, America and uh, couldn't find the girl. I said, what can I do to change my life? Mm-hmm. And the next thought was, what am I good at? I said, I'm good at school. Why am I good at school? Well, they give me a book. I read it. I just follow whatever's in the book. So I said, what if I just read a bunch of books on how to talk to women? Mm. And I did that. Um, I dated. I got married, had three kids. And then my next thought is, oh, my God, I'm married. I got to support my family. What do I do now? Mm. And I went back to books. So I read books on how to make money, like The Millionaire Next Door and uh, Robert Kiyosaki's books and The Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. And that just kept branching out into, okay, what do I do now? Start a business. How do I start a business? I read up on sales. I read up on marketing. I read up on advertisements. I just gobbled as much information as I can on books. And like I said, I used some information and some worked and some didn't. And now I'm telling you what works and that a book is the best investment you can make if you are uh, very frugal. If you don't have a lot of money and you're struggling with sales or marketing, advertising, just read some books on it and try it and see what happens. And I, like I told you, I spend a lot of money on advertising. I got nothing out of it. Yeah. I didn't spend a lot of money on books and I got a Yelp site and <coughs> business out of it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. Reading uh, provides you so much uh, value uh, in very little time and obviously very cost effective. Oh, and yeah. I will say, you know, it doesn't even, you don't even need to be frugal or you don't need to be, you know, um, a money saver. Like even I know very, very rich people, wealthy people, they read uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some oh, people yeah. read one book a day. Um, so <laughs> reading is a very good habit in my opinion. And um, it definitely brings in results as it has done for you. And um, I can attribute my success to reading as well because, you know, um, I was sort of in a similar boat and I had to acquire uh, some skill um, mm-hmm. and that was only through reading and learning. So, yes. Yeah. And uh, I've transitioned from reading books. I read so many books. I said I could write a book. So mm-hmm. how do you start with how to write a book when you don't know how to write a book? Yeah. I read a bunch of books on how to write a book. Yeah. I took some courses, how to write a book. And eventually, and uh, I'm a teacher. So I saw that a former student uh, from my high school, he's on my Facebook. Uh, I can add them after they graduate. So I saw that a former student from my school published a book on poetry. Um, his name is Kevin Anglade. And uh, I messaged him on LinkedIn. I said, hey, 
you published the book. I want to publish a book. So he was so kind to meet me over uh, lunch and I paid for his lunch because whenever you meet somebody and they give you advice, you pay for them because what they're giving you is more valuable than, you know, your lunch money for them. And uh, he said, you want to write a book? It's very easy. Go to createspace.com, which is not there anymore, but it's like KDP, Amazon.com. And with the courses and the books I read and his advice, I was able to write a book called uh, How to Attract Women If You're Not That Attractive. And I published it under an author name, Enrique Voltaire, because I don't want to mix it with my, yeah. with my school name. That's something yeah. that uh, another entrepreneur taught me. He said, look, these are different brands. <laughs> yeah. So I published that book. And after I got that fun book out of my way, which is like a biography, I continued to work on tutoring. And I told myself, actually, a very good friend told me, he said, you know, you need to write a book for your writing tutor business. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, you know, kid says, how do I write? Instead of showing him a Kaplan's book or a Barron's book, you know, I show my book and it's worked out a lot. And that if kid says, I don't know how to use a comma, I just take out my book and I throw it on there. It's called uh, 50 grammar rules. Everybody should know. Mm-hmm. So now I just take out my book with my examples and my teachings and that, uh, contributes a lot to your success oh. and um, it doesn't cost it costs it takes a lot of time writing a book yeah. Yeah. I'll say that but it doesn't cost a lot of money in terms of producing the book and you can earn some great passive income that way awesome that's great um, all right so now let's talk about uh, what kind of advice you will give to the entrepreneurs and professionals in the audience so you know many people want to start their own business or many have already started their business but you know they, they may be at the beginning stages or, you know, um, they may be looking for their first client. So what kind of advice you can give to them? Um, it's hard work. <laughs> and um, you can say you don't have enough time. None of us have enough time. We all have 24 hours in a day. Like mm-hmm. I said, I have my wife. I have my three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a brother. I'm a son. Uh, I'm a teacher. A lot of teachers talk about the workload that they have in terms of students. Uh, I'm a tutor on the side mm-hmm. and, uh, and I wrote two books and, uh, and I try to stay in fairly decent shape. And how do I do it? Uh, many mornings I wake up at 4am. Nice. I have to wake up at 4am and, um, some mornings I even wake up at 3, 3.30am or 3am. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because once my family wakes up at 6.30am, my day is done. <laughs> you know, I pay attention to my kids. I pay attention to my wife. Yeah. I pay attention to my, to my day job. Yeah. I go all the way till three o'clock. Maybe I'll tutor when I get home, I'm tired. But I know that when I wake up at 4am, the, the world is mine. I can do anything. Everybody's asleep. I can do whatever I want. So that's when I worked on my dream. That's when I worked on, that's when I studied for my SAT. That's when I did, uh, that's when I prepped for my tutoring. That's when I read my books, that's when I exercise. And uh, Hal Elrod has a great book called The Miracle Morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's exactly what he preaches. He said, you know, the secret to success is the morning in that everybody's asleep and it's your time to do whatever you want. And uh, so that's my biggest advice to uh, future entrepreneurs. You want to be successful, you got to wake up in the morning. How early? 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. But if I wake up at 6 a.m., I feel like my, my day is done already because the kids wake up at 6.30. I, get, I got nothing done. I worked for my family. I worked for my kids. I worked for my work. Mm-hmm. And by that time, like I said, I'm already tired. But if you wake up at 4 o'clock every morning, you go to 6.30, that's two and a half minutes, two, two and a half hours every day. That's about 12 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And you can just imagine what your life would be like if you dedicated 12 hours a week 
mm-hmm. uh, 48 hours uh, a month yeah, to your yeah. business. You, yeah. you can, you know, you'll go places. Awesome. Uh, but how do you counterbalance that with lack of uh, sleep? Uh, because, you know, if you're waking up early, you're losing mm-hmm. that, uh, that resting period. So how do you balance that? Um, my wife is excellent. <laughs> um, I have a stay-at-home wife. Um, her name is Sharon. She's a beautiful woman. I used to be upset with her early in our marriage. Um, I used to say, why don't you work? I need to work. I need to double the income. You know, we need to help the family. And then I learned that if it's to be, it's up to me. Um, she's a great housewife. She's great at take. She's a great mom, and she takes such great care of the kids. I got my kids asleep, and she got the girls. Uh, I got two girls. They were asleep at six thirty p.m. today. Mm-hmm. I got the the boy asleep at seven p.m. today. Mm-hmm. He was in bed, and so now I'm here with you. You can see it's uh, it's quiet. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. in bed. She got she she's with the twins, and you know, uh, and my mother in law. God bless my mother-in-law. I got two women in my house to take care of uh, my children. Okay. So that's my counterbalance. Get a good woman, <laughs> get, get your mother-in-law and have them take care of your kids and you do what you do best. I've met a lot of people that I used to think you, to make it in America, you need a double income. Mm-hmm. I've seen many people that, that they've made it on a single income. I even meet men who say, women just stay home. I'll take care of everything. Yeah, yeah. All right. And I, and I, I met a guy who said, I told my wife just to stay home. I'll take care of the money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's what I had. And I was angry about that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we keep the traditional 1950 point of view, point of view. We don't have that. Well, that's just the way it worked out. Yeah, yeah. But to answer your question, I have a good woman. She takes care of everything else. And because of that, I can focus on the business and my work and my books and everything else. Yeah, I mean, uh, family support is, uh, is very important. And uh, I think that's what you're highlighting in. Yeah, so I, I guess uh, you know, uh, just as a, as a cheeky joke, um, maybe people need to buy your book uh, to attract a, a fine woman, and then they can go on to yeah. their <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, the other aspect that uh, you know you were really successful at was increasing your value in the marketplace. So how do one uh, like you know, uh, let's say if somebody wants to start a, a startup or uh, there's a professional mm-hmm. who wants um, a promotion in their job. How mm-hmm. does one go about increasing their value uh, in the marketplace or in their organization? Um, be open to change. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would say is leverage what you have and use it to your advantage. For example, I'm an English teacher. Yeah. Um, how can I use that to increase my value as an SA2? SAT tutor. In addition to reading books, I have a lot of professional development in my school. Instead of uh, complaining about professional development, you know, it's, you work hard, then, then you're forced to sit in the classroom and learn. Yeah. Take that as a great opportunity. What yeah. you're learning there is increasing your value. So I take what I learn at school and I apply it to my business. And I tell students, hey, you know, you're having problems writing. I just learned this at school try to use this. Um, sometimes your work will even pay you the profession to develop yourself. Your work will say, okay, on a, during this week, we'll send you away. You get to learn this information. You come back and you teach everybody else in the workplace and we'll pay you for that. So I'm thinking, wait, I don't go to work and I get paid and I learn. And a lot of people don't like change. So a lot of people will say, look, 
leave me alone. I'll just do my job and I'm going to go home. But welcome any opportunity for education. Um, always veer on the side of education, that if you have a choice between doing something or learning something, always choose to learn something. So I've been to many professional developments uh, that, were paid, that were paid for or that I got paid for that I've used that to leverage and increase my value. And um, like I said, be open to change. A lot of times um, in the education field, you'll hear teachers say, look, I've been teaching for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. Yeah. Every field changes. Doctors have to keep up with technology, technology with medical technology. Yeah. Um, lawyers have to keep up with changing the law. And believe it or not, education actually changes. The way you teach kids 20, 10, five years ago isn't the same as you teach kids now. So yeah. you got to be open to, to new ways to teach and, and new ways to change. So that's just uh, that's to sum up, uh, be open to change, always improve yourself, uh, reading, as I mentioned before, and, uh, you know, this is America, people, well, I'm in America, people pay you to learn, and that's such a blessing, take that opportunity, get paid, and learn, and use that, to, you know, in your business. Sure, sure, that's awesome, uh, that's uh, very well said. Um, now, you earlier mentioned that you tried advertising and, uh, you know, you, you waited for it to work for about a year. Um, how do you measure that? Like, do you have any advice on uh, what to do when things are not working? Because inevitably, this, these things happen, right? Like, you try something, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. So what, are, what is your advice on how long should you wait, how long you should invest, how soon you should uh, realize that this is not working? Um... Oh, how long do you, um, when well, do you give why, up? <laughs> why, why don't you just yeah. share, share with us your experience? Like at what point you said, okay, you know, this is not working. I need to try something else. Um, well, what I did in terms of the advertisement is every client who would call potential client, I would say, how did you hear about me? And they would say, and a lot of them said Yelp or a lot of them were referred from somebody. Mm-hmm. So once you hear that, you know, where to put your money into. Mm-hmm. And um, so I knew advertising wasn't working and I knew Yelp was. So that's what I continued to do. I, I, I used, uh, it's a lot, a lot of it is trial and error. Okay. I've, uh, I've experimented with my fees. Some, some fees don't work. Uh, then you find a sweet spot that works. Yeah, so yeah. it's called A-B testing. I, I, some things work, some things don't, and you throw out what works. And what do you do when you're struggling? We all have struggles. Um, just never stop working. There's always, every day I ask myself, uh, every minute I ask myself, what can I be doing to better my life yeah. in the future? And uh, sometimes, you know, I'm going to go to the Philippines over the summer. I was telling my son earlier, we're going to spend about 17 hours on a plane ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind the 17 hours. I'll take some books. I'll, I'll write. But I'm always taking advantage of it at that time. I mean, 17 hours on a plane is, is not the greatest time in the world. But to consider that I'm not, I'm going to be focused. I'm going to be in a chair. So take advantage of any situation. If you're on a long line, if you're in, if you're in a, if you take long commutes to work, listen to audiobooks. Um, but take advantage of your time that when things aren't working, constantly learn, constantly read and things will pick up. It's, it's inevitable that you do what's working. You drop what's not working. Um, and you try new things. It, you know, you're not going to stay flatlined. You're going to go up, you're going to go down. But on the whole, if you keep adapting to change and trying to improve, you're going to get better. 
and you're going to have success. Yeah, those are very inspirational words. So thanks a lot for that. Um, now, are there any tools, any, uh, any websites, any apps that you use for your business that you can recommend to others? I've been experimenting with uh, this, uh, this app recently, Sharper. Mm-hmm. I believe it's... Uh, is it Shipper? Is it... And it's spelled in... Yeah, S-H-P-R. I've been using that. Um, I've connected with a lot of people. It hasn't really uh, brought me much. I've had some consultations with some business coaches. Yeah. That's been great. In the end, of course, they're always trying to sell you on their product. Um, I met one business coach that I know if I want a business coach, you know, he'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one app. And... Um, th- no, I, I don't really have any other apps. Well, just from a teacher's point of view, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm constantly working on vocab- my vocabulary. I had a point where I was playing a uh, temple run the whole time. I was yeah. swiping a guy left and right the whole time. And, you know, I, I told myself, wait, you know what? If I keep playing this game, are there any vocabulary games out there that'll help me? And I just, you know, looked up vocabulary and I found some vocabulary games and I played them for fun. And that's how I got my, that's how one of the reasons I improved my vocabulary. Some students, they use flashcards. I didn't really like that. Some people just say, read, 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 but I found a vocabulary game that I actually liked and that contributed, that contributed immensely to my value. So whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're doing cars or whether you're doing um, website design, there's always an app that'll teach you and instead of going on social media or playing a game you can always go on that app and learn something so mm-hmm. i got my networking app sharper which is the jury still out and i got my personal education apps which keep me sharp in terms of what i do awesome. and i heard that uh study i read something recently that luminosity actually makes you smarter in terms of keeping your brain fresh so oh, really? that's something you might want to use too Awesome. That's great. Um, okay. So we'll, we'll add those resources in the show notes so that people can check it out. Um, now, is there anything else that you may want to share um, in terms of how entrepreneurs or professionals can increase their value in the marketplace that I may not have asked already? Um, uh, let me see my notes. <laughs> I made notes. Before. Yes. Um, you have to like what you do. Uh-huh. Um, I thought I worked overtime for money, but what made me the the number one writing tutor on paper <laughs> in New York City was that I actually like what I do. Um, I wasn't a great writer in high school or college, but what I had to do is that I had to learn myself how to become a great writer. Yeah. And... Um, and in terms of dealing with my students, I actually like working with my students. I take an interest on in people. Um, I, I told my son the other day, since I read a lot, I, I, I know a lot of quotes, but I tell my son, treat everybody as if they were the most important person in the world. Mm-hmm. Because to someone, whether it's their mother or their husband or wife, they are the most important person in the world. Yeah. So I get I try to get to know people. I have a good rapport with my students. And part of that is just, I have a natural curiosity about people and getting to know them mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, looking for the best in everybody. Sure. So I guess you, you put that together with an entrepreneurial mindset that, um, are you Indian? Yes, I am. Adjawal. So, uh, so ha- have you read the story of Siddhartha? Yep. 
Yeah, for sure. Yes, so there's the the story where he goes out into the material world and he goes out on a business trip. And he goes on his business trip. He comes back like a weekend later Mm -hmm. and the boss, Kamaswamy, is like, what did you accomplish? And he's like, oh, I went there, but they already got business done. So I spent two days there talking to them. I came back and the boss like, what are you doing? You wasted time. These are two days. And he said, no, I met a lot of people. So if they need business, you know, down the road, they'll know about me. And I teach that book. And I, you know, that's a, it's a great analogy for, in terms of business that, you know, it's all about people. People mm-hmm. do business with people that they like. Sure. So like people and people will like you back mm-hmm. and uh, you know um like zig ziglar says you can have anything you want if you give people anything they want yeah. so <laughs> that's what it all comes down to that's awesome uh i believe siddhartha was uh he be- later became Bu- the buddha right the buddha yes he became the buddha so just for people who who uh do not get that reference <laughs> so he he was the prince who became buddha later on all right, great. Thank you so much for all that insight, uh, John. Uh, I'm sure uh, everyone in the audience got a lot of value out of it. So now before I let you go, uh, can you just let us know once again, what's your website and how people can reach you? Um, MrWritingTutor.com. Mm-hmm. I have a contact sheet over there. Uh, I also wrote uh, the book 50 Grammar Rules Everybody Should Know. And under a, under a ghost name, I wrote how to attract women if you're not that attractive, but don't tell anybody that's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Thank you so much, uh, John. It was an enjoyable interview. Um, uh, one, uh, once again, have a great night and uh, see you soon. Thank you very much, Manuza. Much appreciated. Take care. Have a good night. And now, if you are an existing or an aspiring technology entrepreneur, then I invite you to check out my new online workshop, Bootstrapping Your Tech Startup Dreams. Go to go.tetranoodle.com slash boot hyphen podcast and sign up for free. I want to make sure more successful and sound decisions are made every day in your tech projects. Let's start finding solutions to your problems. So go to go.tetranoodle.com slash boot hyphen podcast and I look forward to helping you with your tech startups.